Truth Espresso, episode 195. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. <laughs> and now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Hey there, Truth Espresso fans, or if you're not fans, maybe just friends or family, or if you're none of those, welcome all you lurkers alike for uh, this episode of Truth Espresso. I am your host, Daniel Minnick, and I have my sweet, beautiful wife and co-host, Chelsea, with me. And if you're just tuning in, we are continuing a series on slander. So, we highly encourage you to check out uh, the last several episodes that we did on this topic that were released on Mondays. And we kind of talked about what is slander and... But now we're going to take slander in the direction of, well, how is it actually applied in close relationships, in our everyday lives? And for this episode, we're going to talk about how slander often happens in the home with your spouse if you're married. So single people, if you're listening to this you don't have to tune out because uh, it's good to know the stuff ahead of time if you're hoping to get married. And so keep this in mind. Keep it as uh, something to prepare you so that your marriage is off to a good start. <laughs> so ready to talk about slander with me, <laughs> and, <laughs> sweetheart? <laughs> yes, let's go for it. <laughs> I'd like to just give a shout out to my sweetheart here. He did the bulk of the preparation, the notes for this episode, and we're actually going to divide up the research with the focus on this episode for spouses, and then we're going to continue the series about how we as parents can find ourselves using slander against our children, so how to identify that, how to heal that. And then also how we might slander other people, such as co-workers or friends, stuff like that. And so more to come on this series. And so we highly recommend that if you're tuning in to stay tuned, <laughs> more to come. So I'm thinking that reading through a lot of these Bible verses about slander, that the power of our tongue and just how we talk, the tone of our voice, how we interact with people, especially people close to us like our spouse, that it's just so important to consider what we're saying. And the Bible mentions the tongue or how we use our words over 170 times. So I think it's something that God sees as important as well. And that's where I think these last few episodes we've been doing is not only important, but it's also convicting mm, oh, <laughs> as yes. we go through this <laughs> sure. and helps you kind of evaluate how am I using my words? Am I using my words to build others up? Or am I using my words to tear those people down? Mm -hmm. And so our words can affect people either positively or negatively. 
And again, just not the words we say, but also how we say them. The tone of our voice, our facial expressions, even our body language can communicate to other people. There are three main groups that are affected by our words. And like you mentioned, babe, today we're going to talk more and focus more about how our words affect our spouse. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And I saw a couple different acrostics for the word slander and kind of some of their characteristics. And there were only a couple that I was like, oh, okay, that makes (laughs) sense. So hopefully this isn't too cheesy because I made up (laughs) some of these two. So for slander, for us, we started off with Satan. (laughs) Satan is called the father of all lies, or basically Mm, slander. Yeah, slander is kind of a category of lying. And I think what better to start off the word slander with than Satan, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because he's the one that influences and tempts us to fall into this trap of slandering others. Mm. So then for letter L, Slandering involves that we're lying about others. A is that often slander is accusing others. And I put neglecting others because when you're slandering, you're typically focused on yourself. And so you're neglecting the needs or even sometimes the existence (laughs) or that there's this person before you that you love. You're neglecting all that. The humanity of others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For letter D, you have destroys others. So slander can destroy the other person, their reputation. It can destroy just even their self-esteem. Yeah, and I know we mentioned past episodes talking about how some people try to use slander to get financial gain so you can ruin people financially too, you know, like (laughs) reputation or their ability to earn a good living and stuff like that. Yeah, steal money from people through slander. Yeah. (laughs) The letter E, the last year, kind of the results of slander. So letter E is that you make enemies. So enemies are made. Hmm. When you're slandering someone, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to feel comfortable around you anymore. Hmm. And then ultimately relationships are lost. So letter R is relationships are lost. Yeah, you could definitely make enemies with slander. And then it's like, okay, you know, you can't really keep friends very well, (laughs) you know, if you're slandering them because they're not going to take it just like if you're not going to take slander from other people yourself because of how damaging it is then you're not going to be able to maintain friends or close relationships with people (laughs) if you're prone to using slander (laughs) and then next to contrast with slander we have an acronym for edify and ephesians 4 29 kind of provides somewhat the template for this here so ephesians 4 29 says let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers and so getting kind of the principles of edifying here and filling out the acrostic for edify we have examine our hearts Because, as Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when people say hurtful words or they say lies about other people, whether they're obvious or not, we should really think about why would we say that? Because sometimes we'll say things that 
the words themselves don't 100% reflect how we actually think, but there's a reason for saying them. Like someone might say something that sounds atrocious when it's like, okay, you don't really mean that, but why would you say such a thing? Mm. <laughs> a D is display grace, <laughs> and grace can be done through your words and through your actions. Yeah, if someone needs... <laughs> your careful attention or someone was having a bad day, someone is vulnerable. You don't beat them down with your words. Don't let someone's habits or whatever affect you such that you're going to resort to slander. Instead of <laughs> picking on people, display grace that might help them overcome things, you know, better than if you were to use hurtful words and just make them mellow in <laughs> their own flaws or faults or vulnerabilities there and and letter i thou uh is invest in others so i was kind of thinking of this term kind of in contrast as the earlier when you slander that you're neglecting others because you're more self-focused mm. and then oh, when yeah. you're investing in others you're others focused and you're taking that time to know that person to understand them to communicate with them and so it's not like investing like money yeah, <laughs> money like or stock not. market or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's actually taking that mm -hmm. time oh yeah and your focus to understand and learn about that mm -hmm. person and that comes out of your love for that person. Good point there, sweetheart, because slander can often seem to be a result of people basically wanting to have superfluous or surface level relationships with people. But avoiding slander can involve getting to know someone deeply. They're not just a means to an end. They're not just there to make your life better, you know. And if they say or do things that kind of make something difficult for you, you don't just attack them. You want to get down to the heart of the matter and figure out, okay, why is this person struggling? I want to find out. There's probably something deeper there rather than just, you know, saying something harsh or slanderous that can just make things worse <laughs> letter f forgive others yeah and so <laughs> one solution to avoiding slander is someone else slanders you you forgive them for it you speak kindly to them and then that might diffuse their tendency to slander it also would set the mood for you yourself not to have a reason to then go back and slander someone else so <laughs> And then last letter for edify is the letter Y, yearn to be Christ-like. And yeah, we definitely mentioned that Jesus Christ was the ultimate example of someone who was persecuted and slandered basically his entire adult life, which, you know, wasn't that long, but still, it was a rough several years of ministry where <laughs> the religious leaders constantly tried to slander him, constantly accused him. He's possessed by a devil, you know, he's trying to stir up the people. People. He's trying to create a revolt. He's whatever. <laughs> and he did nothing but good. And everything good he did, well, there had to be some kind of ulterior motive. But yeah, yearn to be Christ-like and not slander others and endure slander and speak the truth in love. <laughs> 
So I kind of liked that slander started with the S being like you're portraying yourself more like Satan. Mm, And then when we end with edify, that you're being more (laughs) Christ-like. So when we're slandering, we're actually living more like the world. Mm. And when we're edifying other people, then we're living more Christ-like. Mm. I just thought yeah. that was kind of a cool way to contrast that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I think slander is often associated with pride because mm-hmm. Satan, you know, if the king of Tyre and Isaiah 14 about I will send up, I, I will send above the stars of God, I will be like the most high. Slander starts with lies about self. And then also when Satan lied to Eve, he's slandering God, he's lying about God and so on like that, getting her to believe a lie about herself and about God. So yeah, starts there where instead of pride, Jesus was humble and humble yourselves in the sight of God and he will exalt you due time. And then we know that Jesus being the lamb of God was humble and endured slander, but then he comes back. He will be the lion of the tribe of Judah. He will rule over the entire world. And so, yeah, (laughs) definitely a contrast there about the one who thought he could take over and rule in pride, but Jesus in humility, you know, as the son of God, you know, who has the authority will redeem the world and rule over the world through his humility. (laughs) Hi, I'm Sharon Wilharm, host of All God's Women podcast and internationally syndicated radio show. I'd love to invite you to join me as we bring to life the stories of women in the Bible and discover their relevance for our lives today. Listen at allgodswomen.com, your favorite podcast platform, or at christianpodcastcommunity.org. So now we'll get into uh, talking about how slander is often used in marital relationships. So why do we react or respond or talk negatively about or to our spouse? And, you know, I like to point out, especially when this is the person that we have pledged to love in the most intimate way, you know, just think those of you who are married, just think about how you got your spouse, just the butterflies in your stomach, you know, the like thinking this person is the greatest person in the world, you know, and you want to get to know him or her, you're a guy, her, you're a girl, him. (laughs) And, but then what happened? You know, later on, just what happened where the euphoria, the fairy tale that you saw, you know, now it's like drudgery and slander. And so why is it that the person that you're supposed to be the closest to, supposed to know the most intimately, and you have the intimacy of marriage in all its forms there, like why would that sometimes, we see it in movies and TV shows, but also see it in real life out in the world like why is it that those relationships can sometimes be the most strained when it comes to slander (laughs) and i think that it's frustrating just i was looking at some quotes about marriage earlier and there are so many quotes that really slander (laughs) the other spouse and it was just frustrating so one of the quotes i saw i said marriage is like a workshop (laughs) The husband works and the wife shops. <laughs> Thanks. 
I mean, just things like that. Uh, but yeah. it just seems like slander in a marriage mm. is so acceptable. Mm. People think so, it's funny. They yeah. think it's like <laughs> you're not a true man or a yeah. true woman unless you're putting yeah. the other spouse down. And that's just... <laughs> so disheartening to see that and hear that and yeah it sounds like a joke that a man had to have come up with you know because <laughs> obviously it sounds kind of one-sided or the quip about like you know some guy telling his co-workers or friends or whatever like yep uh, gotta go back home to the the old ball and chain you know that kind of thing where it's treating the wife as someone who takes away all his freedoms you know he's kind of like you know stuck having to be a slave in his home when he's home or whatever you know like <laughs> or she doesn't let me do anything or i have to you know please her or whatever like that i'm not free but yeah unfortunately marriage when people aren't focused on the things of god being led by the spirit the scriptures for guidance when people look at marriage as we've had episodes <laughs> in the past that we talked about marriage we talked about relationships and communication and so on and it's like you've got to look at marriage as something where you give not an institution that you enter into where you're thinking of what can I get out of this that's really what results in slander because people are looking for wait you never let me do this yeah and we'll see some of the categories of slander here how it manifests itself (laughs) in marriages and (laughs) Yeah, I like that point that you made. We're just kind of looking at our reason behind entering into a marriage relationship. Because a lot of times when people are committing themselves to a marriage relationship, then they are focused on, okay, this other person is going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then that puts so much burden and pressure on the spouse because now they have to constantly make you happy and make you feel mm-hmm. comfortable. And like you said, that's not what a marriage relationship is. And again, I think that it's important to think of some of the verses we see where it says in Matthew twelve thirty four through 37, Jesus is confronting the Pharisees about this very issue when you're looking at the heart of the issue. What are your intentions? What's going on in your heart? Mm-hmm. So Jesus, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when Jesus is just like Blunt. tells it how it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And it's not slanderous. He's just saying, guys, wake up, listen. (laughs) So he says, oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? I mean, he did say that his disciples were evil too. You know, how can you, even though you're evil, you give good gifts to your children. But yeah, (laughs) 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 not to derail this, but. (laughs) Yeah. So he continues, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words... 
thou shalt be condemned. <laughs> yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's heavy whoa. and it's straightforward and it makes sense. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you could argue with that. <laughs> Doesn't that make you think about what you say? Oh, yeah. Because you're going to be judged on the words you say. <laughs> and another passage that kind of goes along with how powerful our words are is Proverbs 4, verse 23 through 24. It says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. The forward mouth, the mouth that speaks before things. You know, the, mm. I like the put away and guard, you know, keep or guard your heart. Because as we said, these episodes that we've been doing, they're convicting because, you know, we're not saying that slander is something that's as uncommon or difficult to do as like murder or something like actual physical murder. You know, like someone has to be pretty far gone to commit murder but slander is something that's very easy to do you know so we're not here before you saying that we're perfect in any way you know we're just saying we're fellow travelers learning the bible trying to learn how to guard our hearts and put away from us lips that can be prone to saying off things you know but yeah it takes work and it, it takes putting away <laughs> and it's not something you do once it's yeah like, yeah you have to do this daily, <laughs> hourly, by yeah. the minute, <laughs> depending on the situation. Yeah. And then also, I have Proverbs 18.6 that says, A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes or strikes, basically. So the idea, a fool is someone who, by his mouth, will enter into conflicts. And also, the things that he says can prod people or end up causing even physical strife. So, yeah. Show me a marriage where you have spouses being physical with each other. And, you know, there's slander with it every single time. Now, I mean, it's possible that you can have verbal abuse, that there's no physical abuse. But show me physical abuse that didn't start with <laughs> verbal abuse. Show me a marriage that there's physical abuse and everyone speaks nicely, you know, but that shows what foolish thinking and slander can lead to if someone just doesn't care, isn't trying to handle slander and just thinks that they're vindicated in saying whatever comes out of their mouth. <laughs> Yeah, so if we don't think about, we don't try to stop in our tracks, we don't try to work on tendencies to slander, if we just allow ourselves to continue to put our spouse down with our words and our slanders, this is emotional abuse. You can't slander your spouse and think that you aren't hurting them deeply inside and you might have immediate reactions and you might have things bubbling up that will explode, you know, bigly <laughs> later on in a focus on the family article uh, it describes emotional abuse as quote shifting the blame on their spouse and needing to stay one step ahead of everyone else emotional abuse is putting my pain and anger on someone else to fix like in my world i expect you to fix it because i don't know how or you are responsible for my happiness unquote 
And this is from Words That Bruise. Are you emotionally abusive by Todd Foley? And we'll provide a link to that in the show notes. So emotional abuse is definitely rampant. And unfortunately, it can be harder to identify as there are no obvious physical signs such as bruises, burns, bumps, or cuts. As I mentioned before, you know, you can have violence as a result of slander, but when you just have verbal abuse, even without the physical abuse that can follow, if it's not, you know, stopped, it can be as bad as physical abuse, if not worse. Emotional abuse is still abuse. If something doesn't just progress to physical harms, it doesn't mean it's not bad. It needs to be addressed. So if you're experiencing this, please seek a professional counselor to work through this. So some of the reasons that we might find ourselves in the place of slandering our spouse can stem from several different issues. So we'll talk about a few of these. The first one I'll bring up is anger. So sometimes we take out our frustrations if we had Hmm. a pressing project at work and it didn't go through or someone yelled at us at work and we feel hurt or we feel angry, we can take that out on our spouse and it can come out as slander. Hmm. And so we have to be careful that what we are experiencing or feeling ourselves that doesn't influence how we react or talk to our spouse. Yeah, definitely, sweetheart. So, yeah, I understand that people can be moody and need to figure out how to deal with that. But say, you know, as a husband, if you're coming home from work, you don't take it out on your wife because she's not responsible for it. You can express that you had a bad day and communication is important because I know we talked about that with husband and wife communication on a a previous episode and something that we we try to do a few minutes here and there when we can. Sometimes it can be difficult when the, you know, kids are rowdy and stuff like that, but want to talk about our day. And so when the husband and wife are going to talk about his rough day, it shouldn't be making her into a verbal punching bag. She's not the right target of <laughs> the mood there. So what they should do is to communicate, express concern and talk it out and just communicating could help make the mood better instead of punching it out, <laughs> you know, verbally soothing it out. <laughs> so an example that I saw and have seen even personally is that sometimes the husband comes home and he's frustrated about something that happened at work and the wife is trying to finish getting dinner ready. Mm. And (laughs) when the husband walks in the door, he sees his wife is like trying to hurry and get dinner ready. The kids are climbing on her legs. Mm. And then he just explodes on her like, why don't you have dinner ready right now? And it's like, Okay, he totally dismisses that she's trying to finish getting it done, that she has a child hanging off her leg. Mm -hmm. And it's not that he's necessarily angry about dinner Mm -hmm. not being done, but he's taking out his frustration from work Mm -hmm. on his wife. Yeah, (laughs) And so something that could possibly work better would be like, oh, wow, it looks like you're trying to finish up with dinner. Let me see if I can (laughs) take little Tommy here over (laughs) and play with some Legos. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then like, honey, I had a really bad day at work. Do you mind after dinner if we can kind of talk it through? Yeah. And trying to communicate in a way that you did have a rough day, but also not, again, like you said, using the spouse as a punching bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, sweetheart. And yeah, so that kind of situation, you know, that could be really bad for a marriage if, say, the husband or the wife, you know, is slandering each other for something that they didn't even do because you feel like you got to direct it. You know, you can't direct it at the source, which, you know, you shouldn't do that anyway, but then directing it at someone else, especially someone that you've committed to love and so that's definitely tragic for a marriage and so the next one is bitterness and this can be an example of holding a grudge from a previous offense that was either not addressed or forgiveness did not follow and so yeah it's kind of like but you know 10 years ago you did this to me so there's nothing wrong with me doing this or i have the right to do this because you know you did this and as it mentioned like forgiveness there sometimes it can even be forgiven or the spouse doesn't forgive the other spouse for something that obviously you know there's no forgive and forget it's like keep bringing it up as a weapon and yeah bitterness can definitely result in slander as bringing up past offenses or even past mistakes as if they're you know (laughs) intentional things ding dong jehovah's witnesses ding dong mormons christian are you ready to defend the faith when false religions ring your doorbell do you know what your muslim and jewish friends believe you will if you get andrew rapaport's book what do they believe when we witness to people we need to present the truth but it is very wise to know what they believe and you will get andrew rapaport's book at what do they So I'll just kind of lump a few of these together here for sake of time, but childhood experiences for people that have been neglected, abused, abandoned, experienced trauma, different life events can trigger us to slander our spouse. Uh, If you had a job loss or an injury, you were passed over for promotion, a recent loss of a loved one. And our expectations sometimes can feel like they are unmet, especially if we don't communicate our expectations. And then that can lead to slandering the other person or sometimes our expectations are unrealistic. Mm. So again, just really examining what's going on underneath this. Mm -hmm. And then the last two was just low self-esteem. Sometimes I know we mentioned this a little bit earlier too, but We'll put others down in order to feel better about ourselves. And then the last one is the need for attention. Some people just crave that attention so much that they will play the victim card, as they say. And they like getting that attention, even though it's always putting themselves in a negative Mm. spot, I guess. (laughs) But yeah. Like some, sometimes like, I mean, I know it will mention passive aggressiveness, you know, a little bit, but kind of like a low key slander might be a tool to get a spouse who might be triggered by it in such a way to like start doing things for you that (laughs) something like that. Is that, that's kind of the idea there. Like, 
Yeah. And I think the need for attention types of philanders, they're usually the ones that start with <laughs> you always or mm. I never. And so it makes them more of the victim mm. to where the other spouse feels like, oh, I'm in the wrong. Yeah. But it's like, okay, but you cannot say always or never because that's not even yeah. feasible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, one of those you mentioned, so your childhood experiences, <laughs> that is something that spouses should learn about each other. You know, as I said, relationships should not be surface level. They should be something where you get to know each other more and more as you live together, learn about your spouse's childhood. And if, you know, someone who might be prone to using slander as a tool or a weapon, might learn about these types of things, see them as vulnerabilities, and then use it to exploit their spouse. You know, like, oh yeah, this is a triggering thing because of a uh, past experience. So this is how I can exploit and get what I want out of this. Whereas the more godly thing to do is learn your spouse, learn about their vulnerabilities and work on healing that. So those would be things like, okay, well, if this is what triggers my spouse, I need to avoid doing those triggers. I also need to, uh, how to help figure out how to get the spouse to heal from those. So firstly, we talked about why. So why do we react or respond or talk negatively to or about our spouse? Now, secondly, we want to see ways that we find that we might tear our spouse down. These are kind of different types of slander. See, there was different reasons for slandering. Now we're going to look at different kind of types of hurtful words that are often manifested as slanders. So the first one is being critical or belittling. (laughs) So what are some examples of things people might say that are kind of like that, sweetheart? Oh, man, I thought you were going to say these (laughs) ones. I have have some examples, too. but (laughs) okay. Uh, Okay, so some examples under this category of being critical or belittling would be saying something to your spouse along the lines of, are you that stupid mm-hmm. or you always make dumb choices like this? <laughs> Definitely sounds belittling. And yeah, other examples I have are like, all you care about is yourself. <laughs> or, I mean, I've heard this, you know, and I used to work in like a factory setting where it isn't very professional in the way, you know, a boss or an employee would talk to each other, but how could you do this? <laughs> like that. So, you know, like, say your spouse makes a mistake or, you know, something like that instead of like helping him or her through that, work through that, because they're probably, they feel bad about it and instead of just like pounding it on just to say how could you do this it's a rhetorical question and criticism that's just like i don't know make them admit to be like i i guess i must be so dumb i don't know how i could think that way i i'm sorry i uh you know (laughs) whatever like that like they're being on trial for a crime and they're trying to figure out their own motive but yeah So critical or belittling statements like that are not helpful in a marriage there. And <laughs> So another way we can tear down our spouse is by putting them down. Mm-hmm. And some examples of putting down our spouse could be saying something like, can you get a real job? <laughs> or I told you so. <laughs> yeah. 
or like, I worked hard all day. The least you could have done is, you know, <laughs> something mm. like that. And it reminds me of this. There's like an old cartoon I remember watching. It's like narrated by a housewife. And it <laughs> it's like a humorous cartoon where it shows the wife having this long, busy, like hectic day. It starts with the husband comes home and he's just wondering, why didn't she get this or that done? He asks her, like, what was your day like? So then she explains it, like, so many things that took a long time and stuff. And then after she delineates everything for the next six or so minutes of the cartoon, you know, in in detail, then he says, so that's what you did with your time all day, you know, as if it didn't amount to much. And, Mm -hmm. And then she has this gift that, like oh i got you a gift and he you know and his mood changed like oh really you know he's like so naive like that he can just change at a dime like oh she got me a gift he's not thinking about like well how how abusive he was to her then he opens it up and it's like it's a rolling pin and then she like hits him on the head with it and then she says little man i've had a busy day (laughs) like that cartoon is just like the example of a husband who just puts down his wife and he has no clue with how much she had to put up with that day (laughs) (laughs) we better do our trivia right (laughs) (laughs) missing our mid timeline here (laughs) okay well you probably saw the question already but how many words do you think on average does a person say a day (laughs) <laughs> oh, and I didn't see that in here. Somehow I must have glossed over it in our notes, but... <laughs> well, I didn't put the answer How there. many words do people say in a day? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do remember researching this like a year or so ago, and it would range anywhere from like 5,000 words to like 40,000 words, depending <laughs> on the personality. Or <laughs> yeah, it was interesting that there was quite a range. <laughs> So I saw one study said that it averages about 16,000 words a day. Yeah. (laughs) And do you think that there's a difference in word usage between male and female? I remember some studies, it would be, yeah, like definitely yes. And then others would be like, well, not as much as you might think. (laughs) Yeah, good job. (laughs) You were right. It probably is that there might, I'd have to confirm this, there might be more women who are extroverted versus men who are extroverted, something so, but I think it's more by personality type, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, most studies, it shows that women still use more words Mm. a day than men do, but it wasn't a significant Mm. difference to say oh yeah, women talk way more than men Mm. type of thing. But (laughs) it is kind of an interesting thing. I just think it's cool to, I mean, thinking how God made men and women differently (laughs) because women use more words to describe something Mm. like their day. They can (laughs) describe their day (laughs) over six minutes. Yeah, we talked about that with communication episode a while ago. But yeah, like, how was your day? The man might just say, fine. And then she has to ask questions to figure out what does that mean? (laughs) Whereas like the man asks, how was your day? And he's expecting something that's like on a scale of one to five or something. 
you know, where it's like she gives the details of what happened. Like, wait, I didn't ask what it was. I'm asking how was it, but <laughs> but how was explaining the details is intended to get the husband to deduce from that whether it was good or bad or you know okay or fine or. <laughs> I often find myself doing that to you. I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) I just rattled off all this stuff and you're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Oh, no, you're sweet. Good job on the trivia list. (laughs) (laughs) It's one that I studied, but it was a while ago, so I was trying to remember the figures. So the next way slander can manifest itself is by being manipulative, <laughs> by manipulating your spouse. And an example of that might be to say, if you really love me, you would do X. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, in a marriage, the least likely person that you should want to manipulate is the love of your life. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that this is kind of where it comes back to that heart issue again, too, that when your heart is more towards selfish things and trying to look at your spouse as their job is to make you happy, I think that manipulation can easily come from that kind of a heart. And then if we have a heart that's, okay, how can I better serve? How can I better love my spouse? then we're not going to have that tendency of manipulating because we're putting the other person ahead of us or their needs are considered and not ours. Yeah, definitely. So we are. And now number four for how slander can uh, manifest itself is through sarcasm. <laughs> what are some examples of that? So, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the examples is, do I look like the maid? <laughs> or again, the you always or you never. Yeah, because those are definitely examples of slander because no one always or never anything, but it's kind of like a overgeneralization there to impose false guilt on someone. <laughs> Like, do I look like the maid is kind of like, okay, you know, instead of saying something more appropriate for the request, like, could you help me out with whatever? Or could you give me a minute? Or let me, you know, maybe we could do that tomorrow. Or, you know, just thinking of different ways where it's like, could you vacuum up that spot a little bit? Or or please, you know, (laughs) to reply with, do I look like the maid? (laughs) Would Is kind of like saying, you know, you should do that that yourself or whatever but (laughs) and I think sarcasm tends to be one of the categories we see most often because Mm. I think a lot of times people like to joke around and most of the jokes and things are being sarcastic Mm. towards the other person so I always think that when we joke with our spouse you have to be so careful about how you joke because Joking can be a form of tearing down or being negative about them. Hmm. Um, Like calling your spouse like, oh, yeah, it's like my spouse is like raising another kid in the house or, (laughs) okay, that's putting them down. That's belittling them and kind of being sarcastic because he's not a kid. He's a grown man. Okay, maybe there are some tendencies for them to act like a child, but that isn't something you exploit and Mm -hmm. joke with other people about. 
that's something that you and your spouse talk about and see if there's ways that you can overcome that or help one another with those. So to me, sarcasm is one of those things that we have to be so careful with because it's seen as humorous or kind of expected in some ways. Castle Rock Women's Health is a pro-women and pro-life clinic and ministry serving women of all ages and backgrounds in the community of Castle Rock, Colorado and the surrounding areas. Castle Rock Women's Health offers well women care, prenatal care, extended postpartum care, licensed clinical Christian counseling, fertility awareness, hormone therapy, childbirth classes, STI testing and treatment, ultrasounds, and even the abortion pill reversal. Castle Rock Women's Health uses your generosity to offer services at little to no cost for many women in situations where insurance is not available. But Castle Rock Women's Health needs your help. To serve women better in the community, Castle Rock Women's Health is looking to move into a new office. Please consider a charitable donation to help Castle Rock Women's Health offer life-affirming care and reach more women with the love of Jesus Christ by going to givesendgo.com forward slash crwh. That's givesendgo.com forward slash crwh and be a blessing to women in need. For more information about Castle Rock Women's Health, please visit our website at crwomenshealth.com. Thank you so much. Now, so finishing up, we got two more to talk about here. Ways that slander can be manifested in how we talk to our spouse. And I think uh, probably something that happens, (laughs) I mean, you said that sarcasm kind of is more prevalent and stuff, but quick snappy statements are probably more reflexive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like, I don't believe you or you're overreacting or you're acting like your mother or some examples of that. Those are the statements that you're like, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they almost come without really thinking, like they're not clever, you know. Mm -hmm. So these would be statements where the Bible talks about guarding your mouth and guarding your heart, like really being careful what not just letting words spill out of your mouth but yeah the ones were mentioned like proverbs about like the froward mouth or the wise person delays speech you know keeps it in until afterwards and stuff like that yeah (laughs) and then finally insensitive remarks So these are kinds of things that someone who's not careful with his speech might not be saying them intentionally to hurt, but they really can't do anything but hurt. But it's just someone who's not in tune with how words can hurt people, I guess. Um, So they don't recognize that we're hurting others. And so people often who struggle with being insensitive that can end up with slanderous words toward their spouse is a person that tends to be self-focused or narcissistic, which could lead to a lack of concern or regard for others. So off-color comments... It could be like something said that could be said in a way that might not be accompanied with an expression of anger, like in the tone of voice, but still the words might as well be, you know. So we do have a couple more bigger ones, (laughs) (laughs) like bigger ways 
it's not bigger, but there's more depth to them about ways we slander others, kind of what that looks like. And we'll say that for next time, but it's really good. So you'll definitely want to tune in to the next episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, sweetheart there. And yeah, so we'll want to cover the rest of those. And most importantly, ways to build up our spouse, ways to rectify this, to reverse the horrible process of slandering, you know, alternatives to slander that are kind of the opposite of it. <laughs> So I hope that you enjoyed this episode that <laughs> hope that um, the verses we brought up and the different points and categories of things, you know, can help you to think just as it's helped us to think about really, yeah, there are so many different ways to slander and especially the one that you love, the one that you live with, you know, for years of your life there, <laughs> they could easily become the target of your slanders and they ought not to be your spouse ought not to be and so we hope this was helpful and we want to encourage you to stay tuned for the next episode of truth espresso and god bless thank you for waking up with truth espresso good morning and god bless your day hey friends daniel minnick here again if you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso.